Hi guys and welcome to Taylor's Life. Today I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Owen. We've been friends for I don't even know how many years. And today we're going to chat through being students. Um, he is a music technology student for games and interactive media. Is that right, Owen? That is correct. I study at Bath Spa. Bath Spa, perfect. And I was going to say, without further ado, let's welcome him to the podcast. But he's he's already on here. So hello, Owen. Hello. Thank you. Long time no see. How's it going? I know. It's been like how many years? Four years since we last had like a proper conversation. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I feel like our friendship is one of those friendships where we just sort of start off where we left off. Do you know what I mean? Wait, we're friends. <laughs> Anyways. How have you been doing recently? Are you working on anything exciting? Is your degree coming to a close? What's going on? So yeah, I, I graduate in like a month. Um, I'm currently working just, just for this semester. I'm working on a feature length film and two game projects. Oh my so, word, that's so chaotic. How are you managing your time? Jesus, I don't even know. Uh, like, you know, deadline season when my lock screen is literally a weekly schedule of what like work I'm doing that day. Oh my word! Um, <laughs> it's it's it, it's doable. Um, I, I'm on progress. Everything. The uh, feature film has been like the worst one because we've had we were we were two weeks behind schedule now with because of tech issues. Um, and they've basically said it's our fault, not the editors that sent it to us. So oh no, I won't I won't I won't I won't put you down with that. <laughs> Do you know it's so weird? Like uni. Ex- group experiments or whatever you're doing group projects whatever they're mm. just so intense because like whatever somebody else is doing is going to affect you and is going to affect yep. somebody else whatever so like i swear the tension is high in every well, I mean, project what the worst thing is like the other three are fine but the feature film isn't isn't a uni project per se it's going out into the world and it's going to festivals and it's going to streaming services hopefully so oh. yeah well it's like well if we can't get it out you know it's a bit like yeah. um, and what will your credit be for that then what are you doing for that project? so i'm i'm doing audio posts i'll be down as a sound editor that's super exciting so is yeah. that the career path that you aspire to go to kind of yeah i want to i want to like work in games more than i do in film but i i can't be picky at this point you know beggars can't be choosers um yeah absolutely and i'm not gonna lie when like you come out of uni a lot of people just go for any sort of job that in that industry and then they'll work their way around once they're in but getting it's, in is really difficult yeah get, getting your foot in the door is the hardest part have you been applying mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I've been I've been applying I've been networking um I've spoken to a few people in the industry already and got feedback on my work which is great so I'm you know, getting in there Perfect. You're on the right sort of ladder. So what does an average day look like for you as a music tech? My word, I cannot get my words out. For What does an average day look for you as a music technology student? Uh, Okay, Um, I'll do two days because one day can be really boring and the next day can be quite fun. Right. The boring day will be to wake up. Um, like, really? <laughs> yeah, I wake up, have breakfast, sit down, and then like it'll be like you've been sent a new like picture lock of a film you're working on, or or like they 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 want you to make a bunch of new sounds as uh, like certain scene. 
So you just kind of sat here at your desk, just like working on stuff, and it's really finicky because if it's a new pitch lock, you're moving stuff you've already done around, and oh, it's, yeah. you know it's it's really really annoying. Um, an interesting day is a few days I've had recently. Um, I was doing on-set sound for a film, so I was on the film set with with the uh, boom pole and the microphone. Uh, that was like a fifteen-hour work day. Three oh days my god. Um, that that was really good though, because like you, you know, it's you're in these you're in this little like um film space, and you're um surrounded by creative people, and you're like seeing the film come to life. Um, and it's great. It's 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 really fun. There is something super duper exciting about being on set. I don't know mm. what it is, and the thing is, like I love like live orchestras, live music, whatever, just because it's so different when you feel it. Do you know what I mm. mean? Like feel all the vibrations go through your bones. It's just amazing. So, tell me about what got you into doing music technology. Do you play an instrument? What's the dealio? Well, I mean, we met at orchestra, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up playing the flute, and then um, my my school, um, our school given um, they were the they were the only school that did music tech as an A level, like oh, wow. in, in in the area. So I took that, and then met a, a great teacher called Branwen, and Branwen showed me you know uh, electronic music and sound design and film audio, game audio, what type of stuff, and like all of a sudden it just kind of opened up. Yeah, because um the original plan was to was to go to like a like a music school, go to Cardiff, and like do like a like a degree in like flute performance, which was you know still on the cards, but I think from like year eleven, year twelve, year thirteen, I sort of like got put on that different path of like like film audio and game audio and more like sound design based, like still working with music, but sort of moving moving away from that like traditional performance degree and focusing more on something like music tech do you still play the flute and stuff because i do yeah yeah i do um there isn't that there was like a jazz band scene in the first two years which i joined um but it's kind of fizzled out a bit and i'm, I'm super busy so i can't commit to it but i like i just want to have free time i still like to play it yeah Oh, that's good. I mean, if you've gotten to like grade eight and the flute or whatever, just to give it up is not an option. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you've like worked your ass off to get to that stage. You just wouldn't just put it down. But um, yeah, it's weird when you go to university trying to find out all of these orchestras or clubs or societies that you want to join and stuff. And um, I d- didn't even play at all once during my three years at uni. Really? Like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I just can't be asked. No, the thing is, I could be asked. It's just it clashed with something else I was passionate about. So I was like, mm. going to pick and choose. But since I've like left uni and stuff, I've joined another band now. It's nice. not quite the same as Command and Symphonic Wind Band <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I can't believe they're still going, you know. I know, they're doing really, really well. They've just come back mm. from um, a little tour in Ireland. Nuts. And it's, it's such a vibe. It is such a vibe. I love being in um, a band. It's so good. So, um, with that being said, are you in any clubs or whatever at uni? Um, uh, I'm in the D and D Society, which is loads of fun. Have you seen the new movie? No, I've heard it's good though. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But my friend worked on it, so I need really? to see it. Yeah, I I will tell you all about it. Not on the podcast. Cool. But yeah, we'll chat about that after. Cool. But um, 
yeah, I need to go see it. You should go see it, Owen. Okay. Yes, Taylor. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So I'm in. I'm in the D and D society. Um. I was in big band. Uh. I also did kickboxing. Kickboxing. Um, yeah, is kickboxing. That, hmm? Is that like because you did karate growing up and stuff like? Yeah. So like the um the um stuff I I already knew was quite like transferable over the two. And it also gave me a good opportunity to like learn a bit more about like fighting and stuff, which was fun. Amazing. Not the fighting bit, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun nonetheless. Yeah. So what was it like for you moving away from wherever you're from back home to Bath? Um, I really like it because Bath is a really small city. I'm not sure if have you been to Bath? I did do it. I went earlier this year. It was very nice. Didn't tell me, rude. No, um, <laughs> uh, yes, it's really nice. It's really, like, small and quaint, and it's full of, like, nature and trees. Um, and that's really, like, what I'm used to living living back in Wales as well. When I graduate, I am going to move back home, but, like, if I could, I would like to stay here, but it doesn't make sense for me to, like, sign a contract into housing accommodation and then, like, have something come up and can't move. Um, but, no, I've really enjoyed my time in Bath. Uh, it's you know everywhere's walkable which is an important thing like I, I go across the city to get to work but it's like a 20 minute walk so it's not even that bad um and the pubs are nice it's very expensive though man is it expensive yeah um but there's also because there's two universities here there's loads of like student discounty things as well so it isn't too bad but no discounts in the pubs <laughs> no there is loads. oh there is yeah loads Oh, tidy. I need to get me to Bath. Yeah, so my um my um local pub has like a student discount on like most most of their tabs. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, it's getting lit. Exactly. <laughs> I'm joking. So when you say that you're gonna go back home, is that basically to find a job and then you'll find a job somewhere else, or do you plan on working remotely? Um the, the that's the great thing about like what I do is I I can work remotely from home. So the plan is the plan is to move home and job hunt because I'm I'm happy to like relocate anywhere at this point, um or work remote. Uh, so I'll go home, uh, finish off learning how to drive. So I need to do that, and then depending on how long it takes to get a part time job whilst applying for, um, more jobs in the industry. There's the thing I signed up to recently actually. Um, there's like a mentorship scheme. Okay. Uh, which runs over the summer where like. Um, audio professionals can like uh, pick up a mentor and like, you have like a weekly meeting with them and show them your update and it also acts as an as a networking thing because they know people and they can put you towards different job openings too oh that's um, so I, cool yeah I, i'm just waiting to find out who my um mentor is at the moment so there'll be a mentor that works remotely as well and you just have like yeah really like a conversation sort of thing yeah. oh that's pretty cool to be fair yeah. You're getting your foot in the door, Owen, and that exactly. is the place where you want to be. Yes. That's really, really exciting. I'm not going to lie to you. I found a stereotype of film student sort of blog, and I just wanted to have, like, a little chin wag with you about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Because, um, obviously, I was a film and TV student as mm -hmm. well, so I was like, Hmm, because I don't think all of these are true. But I'm, really, because I know a lot of film and TV students, so it might be true. I do, yeah. Okay, well, the first one is you're obsessed with the world of cinema. Yeah. 
And the thing is, you're saying, yeah, but I wouldn't go out and see every single movie that's in the cinema. Do you know what I mean? I'd just go and see whatever I fancied. Mm-hmm. But can you also argue that being obsessed is going to see what you want to see, but then having like a hyper fixation on, on what you're seeing? I guess, yeah, I guess you could say that actually. Well, actually, that leads really, really well over into like the next sort of stereotype. And I say that in like quotation marks. I'm like, mm, because you prefer indie films over mainstream. And oh, I'm like, no. nah. Well, I went to see The Fablemans, and that is a really, really good film. Highly recommend mm. to you and anybody listening. Um, what is our next one? You're a hipster. Now, I am literally. Oh, yeah. Are you? I'm not, but I-, I know a guy who's on film and TV, and he dresses like a Beatle from the 70s. I he is that. so cool. That's such yeah. a vibe. I need to be friends with people like him. Right. You're a bit pretentious. Did I say that right? Pretentious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, d- I don't think so. I'm not going to comment. Uh, no comment. <laughs> I'll get in trouble. And then the last sort of one is you'll find it hard to get a job. And yeah. that is extremely true. I got really, really lucky landing the Channel 4 sort of scheme. Yeah, how did that come around? That, uh, how did that come around? Story time for a when. So mm-hmm. basically, I was applying for like everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, I was like, hmm, what like channel do I like watching? And I was like, I love watching Channel 4. Do you know, it's got a bit of everything on there. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Anyways, mm-hmm. went on to their website and I saw that they had a production training scheme. But the deadline was literally in like two days time. And I was like, oh, "Oh." so I just stayed up all night applying for all of the schemes that they had going. And I didn't hear anything for like months. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lady asked me in boots. So I was literally about to graduate by this point. So I applied back in the March and I was graduating in like the June-ish time. So I'd finished uni. I was about to graduate. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was... A little bit shit and bricks do you know what i mean because i was like yeah. what's gonna happen now so i spoke to this lady in boots okay so we've gathered that we're i'm in boots okay yeah were you in boots i was in boots nuts, man. <laughs> so a lady asked me like what was my sort of plan for the next couple of months hate that, question. Hate that question so much well i'm going to be sure to ask you thanks man you're welcome so she asked me and I was like, oh, well, I'm hoping to get this job with the Channel 4 thing. Anyways, the next day I had an email saying that I got through to the first stage of interviews. And I was like, hmm, is there a God out there somewhere listening to me? Because what is going on? So, yeah, and it was like, um, it was really, really intense sort of interview. So the first one was um, a group interview. So... Mm. You just put on a table with like loads of people you don't know, all really? fighting for the same sort of job. That's awful. And we had to pitch a show to the um, people who were like hiring. Yeah. And then we had a one to one interview after. So there were uh, me and this other girl from my group, we both got onto the scheme. 
Um, but it, I literally left the first interview and I was like, I couldn't have done any worse if I tried. Like I, the group interview was the day after my graduation. So I, I had a couple of drinkies because I graduated. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. Um, so I didn't fluke it and I got to the last stage of interviews, which mm. was a one-to-one -one with a company that like wants you. So I went down to South Wales and I went into the office and I'm not going to lie, that interview went so well. I was like, holy moly, if I don't get the job, I'm just happy that I managed to do an interview without crying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that happened. And then the next day, um, well, the, like two days after or whatever, I hear that I got the job. And then I literally had two weeks to move mm. my life from Aberystwyth all the way down to Cardiff. Oh. And I was like... I need to find a place to live. Like this oh, is shit, yeah. crazy business, but yeah, somehow managed to find somewhere. It was like a really, really quick turn of events. And it's weird yeah. because a lot of people, when they apply for jobs, they just literally apply for anything and everything and sort of hope for the best. Yeah. But I think people forget that you will actually have to move for your job as well. So yeah, I that was what hit me the hardest was like moving yeah. from my already established life to somewhere completely new to start again yeah. that was harder yeah. than actually starting the job but yeah the scheme has been so good i'm having a great great time um and yeah it ends come september and i'm just looking forward to like what the future has in store like mm -hmm. super duper excited so yeah it's it's all gonna be good. It yeah. is. It'll be good. So like, so like that scheme. Does that have like a job confirmed at the end, or do you sort no. of just go out and you find another one? Yeah. So um, a lot of people who work in tally, they're freelance. Mm -hmm. So this scheme sort sort of gives you a few credits of experience under your belt or whatever, so you feel confident enough come September or whenever the yeah. scheme ends to just sort of go into freelance. Ooh. But I'm a little bit nervous about it. But I am excited as well because it's going to open a whole new set of doors and I do want to move out of Wales as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it now. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Nice. We'll have a conversation in a year's time and I want to know what you're doing. And <laughs> yeah, I we'll catch up. I know what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Mm. But um, with that being said, so what's your plans? <laughs> so, okay. So, um... So I, I graduate in July, Woo. Um, which is fun. So uh, like everything, everything is due in the end of this month. Um, so it's a bit like, Ooh. good luck. Um, yeah. And then I move out uh, halfway through June, move out of here and then back to Wales and then come back up to Bath, graduate and go back home again. Uh, after my graduation, I'm volunteering at a massive conference held in Brighton called Develop. And that's where like people from all over the world with the big companies come for like game game companies um and come and have a big conference. So I'll be volunteering there. I'll be, you know, shaking hands, smiling, talking to people, what type of thing. Love that. Fun. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be working on this feature film after university because there's like a we get the first 30-ish minutes done for the uni assignment. And then once we graduate, we're just gonna continue working on it. It's done. That's um, exciting. Could you let me know the premise, or can you not say anything about it yet? Uh, no, it has an IMDb page, so I'm assuming I can. 
Oh wow, that's exciting. Yeah, um, about it. So it's uh it's a horror slasher. So there's a group of friends, they're all like our age kind of thing, or students. Uh one of them one of them gets murdered in like a freak, like accident, like slasher kind of thing. And then to like this group therapy, they all go out to this like a villa in the countryside that like someone's mum owns or whatever. Um and then like something follows them there and I'm not gonna say much else. Oh my word. So will this be like in cinemas as well? Like No, what... no, it isn't it isn't I don't think it's that big. It's going to like film festivals. Um and then the director's gonna hopefully speak to some streaming services to hopefully put it on like Paramount or whatever. But that's that that that, that, that isn't confirmed. That's, that's still like up in the air. We've got a celebrity in the building. Uh... <laughs> that's super duper exciting. Yeah. And you will just do sound then. You're not interested in any other avenue. Not really. No, I'm 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 delving into like onset sound with the boom poles and everything and like recording what's happening there. But my main my main like workflow is working at a desk, like doing post audio. Um, so going through cleaning up audio, overdubbing audio, um, sort of making it feel more alive. What um software do you use? Uh, for films you use Pro Tools, um, for audio post, and then for games you use things like Unity Game Engine and Wise, uh, Cubase. Or lo- there's loads of loads of stuff. Um, it, they they all kind of do the same thing, but they've all got their little niches that they fulfil. And did you learn about them when you were doing your A levels? No, so so I I did one of them was A levels, and the rest have done done and learned at uni. Um, a lot like a lot of it with this course, they there's that expectation you already know what you're doing. So there's loads of um expectations to go and like in your free time learn how to use that software, learn how to do this, learn that technique, practice on that video. Um. Yeah, it's like there's more work behind the scenes than just turning up to the lectures kind of thing. Oh my god, you've literally hit the nail on the head. Like, I feel like a lot of people, when they finish uni or whatever, they just have their degree holding them. But Mm -hmm. if you're not doing stuff outside of your degree, you're not going to stand out to employers. Do you know what I mean? You need to have, like, an initiative outside of uni to be able to get a job at least that's my opinion guys <laughs> no you're definitely you're definitely right um i'm very lucky my uh, my partner she does acting oh, wow. and drama um so for her like dissertation she she, she did a, a, another like short horror film um so obviously i got involved in that and then my um my flatmates who did the same course they got involved in that so like my entire flat's working on that one film and it's like another thing we can put on our cvs as like a you know like a another another film done kind of thing that's so exciting um, honestly yeah. i'm so excited for what you're going to be doing with your future because i just feel um, like you've got the right sort of mindset and it's all about mindset you know what i mean it's all about who you know as well actually yeah that's a big thing yeah that's super duper exciting yeah i want to know how you got into playing the flute oh it's really nerdy um so no lord of the rings Yes. Then they like the Hobbit theme that they play when they go yeah. fire. It's that. It's that. Yeah. My um my granddad and dad they like um were obsessed with like Lord of the Rings and stuff. So I I grew up like watching the films, reading the books, playing the games. Um and then 
we were walking past the an, an antique shop in 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 Newcastle and they had this old like dusty beaten up flute for like 80 quid um and we weren't particularly like rich at the time so it's quite like a big investment um because like obviously I could have just picked it up and then put it down never never played it again but I, I did I playing it you know played all the things from Lord of the Rings and, and Star Wars and all that the the fucking geeky stuff and then finally like got started official lessons um and then hasn't really stopped so that's amazing it just, it just keeps going from there yeah and how old are you at this time I was like seven seven eight Oh wow! So you were really, really young. So I can't... yeah, I don't know how I did it because oh, like little seven-year-old me didn't care about that before then. Oh no, that's so exciting! Look at you now. Honestly, it's weird how like one thing can lead to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. 100%. And yeah, it's the ripple effect. I think it's called. Yeah, and, yeah snowballing. Very, very exciting. And with that being said. Thank you for coming on the Taters Life podcast. Thank you for Owen. having me. Thank you. And I'm I'm going to make sure that it's not four years before we speak again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'll see you when I'm 2047. So 2027. 20, <laughs> I'll see you in 2027. Yeah, Thank you for being on the podcast. And I'll no speak worries. to everybody soon. Bye.